I started watching this TV show called The Boys, and it's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, rated R, so any listeners under 18, first of all, it's marked explicit. Don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't be watching. They shouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sab swears way too much. The guy's out of line. I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah. No, good good show. I would recommend it for anyone with Amazon Prime. Sponsored by yeah. The Boys. Sponsored by Amazon Prime. Uh, this was a long ad. <laughs> so what is it called? Native advertising? Where the advertising's inside. That's racist. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to the day. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dicey D20. My name is Noah, Dungeon Master, and I am joined here by our players. First off, we have Rogar Ragnak. Rogar, how's it going? It's going good. I like being introduced first, as always. Yeah, you're always introduced first. I have a protest. Sorry, formally or unformally protesting? Unformally, (laughs) so it's not illegal. (laughs) I don't know if that follows, but Tyson McKay, how are you doing? Welcome back to the pod. Uh, Good, you know... Yeah, kind of scared right now. Okay. I mean, justifiable. Um, does anyone want to give us a, uh, a recap oh, no. of what we did? Nothing to do with the episode. There's a spider over there, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's eyeing me up, man. Okay. Um, well, Spiders are friendly. I don't know if there's anything I can do about that. Well, if I kill it, it'll rain. Don't kill it. Yeah, dude. Spiders kill other bugs. You gotta keep them around. Yeah, but they also feed my horror nightmares. <laughs> Okay. I say we just hop right into it. I don't know where to go with that. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. And we're back with the Dicey D20. All right. So uh, does anyone want to give us a recap of what occurred last episode or would you like me to do it? Sab, you love recaps and you've never done one. So What? I did one like two episodes ago. (laughs) I blocked it from my memory. (laughs) (laughs) You, You can do it, Noah. All right. Sounds good. So last time... We saw our heroes. They had slid down a rocky and quite steep entrance to a cave that they found by following a blood trail, which led from the house that Tyson McKay was guarding. And then through no fault of his own, the inhabitants were taken. You know, obviously, Tyson McKay took care of Jacob, his best friend, by dragging him through the woods and intestines and entrails and all. He's still alive. (laughs) dropped him on the... And dropped him on the doorstep of the house that Parker was was looking out for. Then all three of our heroes refollowed the blood trail that Tyson McKay already expertly kind of followed most of the way. Mm-hmm. Slid down the very steep entrance to a cave, at the base of which you guys found scraps of clothing as well as bones. You followed that narrow passageway forward, hooked a right, and then followed the passageway again. Then you came to uh, the mouth of the entrance where the cave kind of opens up. And the scene which you saw, I can reiterate for you guys, just so that we're on the same page. What you had seen when you immediately walked into the cave, and Tyson McKay, you were kind of hanging a little bit further back than Rogar and Parker, obviously. You know, you're you're less armored, a little bit more exposed. So, uh, so you know, it was, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a good move on your part, a tactical, I would say. Chicken! Yeah, I still don't have pants from season two. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we're looking uh, for kids, so that doesn't look good. You know, I, all I gotta say is before you go back and see Dabble Dub, you gotta get some pants, man. Uh, if you don't, you know, cup sh- cup shots are kind of that guy's bit. So yeah. I think we've established that that Tyson likes those. So. You like cup shots, Tyson does. Mm. 
Josh is undecided. Good Good distinction. I don't really know where my character begins and where I end. It kind of all bleeds together at one point. Yeah. Okay, so the the site that you guys did see was on the right side of the, the cavern, the cave, which is nearly 30, almost 40 feet you know, distance from the, the mouth of this entrance to the opposite side's wall. And then uh, equally, if not a greater, width. So almost 50 feet in width. On the right-hand side of the cavern, you guys saw ogres chained, bolted to the walls, their hands above their heads, their legs also chained and bolted to the cavern wall. You also saw an altar directly diagonally across from the entrance where you saw the sickly green and grayish skin of the ghoul-like creature its yellow burning eyes, its wisps of gray hair cloak covering its shoulders and head, and its wicked yellow smile as it saw you enter the cavern. It was standing before an altar, and you guys also noticed, aside from this, kind of a pile of discarded items, loot, if you will, which uh, Rogar seemed quite happy about. That was directly (laughs) to your left as you entered the, the cavern all the way across the other way. You guys saw this scene ogres against chained against the wall to the right the creature which you have been hunting down standing before the altar and quickly you were enveloped in darkness a magical darkness which allows no types of sight it's to, nighttime. Uh, to, pe- to penetrate yes <laughs> yeah, exactly well it's nighttime and there's a, a darkness spell so uh so we're in double jeopardy here <clears throat> oh yeah my blanket sleep time okay. <laughs> gentlemen now combat technically hasn't started even though you you kind of count the, the darkness spell is an offensive spell, right? I mean, it does no damage to you, but you are enveloped in darkness. You may choose to begin combat if you wish, but wait, nothing wait. occurs, as there's moments of silence which follow the darkness enveloping you. Hold on, Noah. First of all, 400 experience for that recap. Take it. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And, and second, you are correct. I, I did get a little bit ahead of myself. I'm just so excited for combat. Do you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns before you begin? Okay, if this thing captures us, will we also be put in the sex dungeon? <laughs> you know, I, I I leave that up to your wild imagination, Tyson. Uh, oh I, have, I have no official answer at this time. Ogre sex, get ready, sap. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch that episode of Futurama where he's banging the Amazon chicks? Yeah, snoo snoo. <laughs> if you had, if you guys had rolled for perception or rolled a little bit higher, you would have seen other shackles and bolts with just bones hanging out of them, <laughs> smiles and grins on their faces, pelvises crushed. Yeah, but you, uh, but you didn't roll high enough, so unfortunately, that's just not canon. Damn. All right, those are my only comments. Okay, anything from you, Rogar? I'm ready to fight. Let's do it. You okay. look baked. <laughs> fucking high man <laughs> well and this is going to be a wild ride boys so buckle in so last we left off you guys have been enveloped in magical darkness at the entrance to this uh, cave system the entrance to which you know kind of opens up to this wider cave all of a sudden no sight for either of you guys however there is silence which follows and you don't hear anything as you're surrounded by darkness what would you like to do Rogar hold me Rogar, where are you <laughs> I think I'm like 10 feet behind you guys. Correct, you are. You're still enveloped in the darkness. However, you are 10 feet behind the other two. Can I see Can I see Parker? You cannot, no. Uh. Even though Parker is, or was, but feet from you, you cannot see him. Even creatures with dark vision cannot see through the spell darkness. But you hear Parker whisper to you and say, Should we move forward out of the darkness? Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I don't even know. I think Parker would dignify this with a response. He's he might he's a little nervous. He says, "It's me, sir. It's me." Oh, okay. Hi, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I tell him we should try and find each other. That way, we could stick together. I have my arm outstretched. I'm moving towards your voice. Okay, I'm gonna pull my kiss, arms out kiss, and kiss. <laughs> see if I can reach him. Well, you know he's to your right, so I mean, so if you do the, you know, little aside, because I actually did a course for marine firefighting. When you're searching for bodies in, in smoke, in like pure blackout, you do like sweeps with your leg, right? Like door to door. Like Take his legs hallway, out. Hallway side to hallway side, right? Like, you, you know, you can search for each other in darkness pretty effectively. I think you guys could handle that task. Okay. So I'll, I'll head towards him then. Good stuff. Yeah, you can hear his voice. It's quite easy. Um, your hand touches his shoulder, the armor of his pauldron, and his arm grasps yours at the bicep so that you guys are, you know, kind of locked, holding holding his left arm and your right. He says, should we move out of the darkness? Uh, we should find Tyson and then move out of okay. the darkness. As you guys are whispering, deciding what to do, a voice, seemingly echoing through the cave in a sinister manner, begins to speak. The voice speaks in this harsh and gnarlish sort of tongue with a visceral sound to it. Rogar and Parker, you do not understand the words being said. However, Tyson, your feet, which allows you to comprehend all languages, means that you do understand what is being spoken here. So convenient. <laughs> <laughs> well, Planeswalker's got mad abilities, dude. Yeah, So I'm whimpering on the floor right now, by the way. Are you? Is that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Confirmed. Can you roll? Can you roll me for that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, three. Unsuccessful. You just can't bring yourself to tears. <laughs> Performance check fails. No. So okay. the the voice, sinister in its intent, begins to speak. It's it sounds like the voice is almost uh, softly speaking, but it, but echoing through the chamber. It it speaks and says this: "You're just in time, but tell me." Do you know of me? Do you know my form? No. <laughs> okay, so Tyson McKay in the fetal position, you're calling out no? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nothing from Parker. He stays silent, but Rogar, do you have any response? Show yourself, you coward. <laughs> you did not answer my question. Do you know of me? You're an ogre fucker. <laughs> Ignoring the response from Tyson McKay, which said, you're an ogre fucker, he says, Surely you know my rhyme. Lock the door. Blow out the light. The hungry Oni haunts the night. Hide and tremble, little one. The Oni wants to have some fun. Hear it scratching at the door. See its shadow cross the floor. <laughs> the sun won't rise for quite a while. Till then, beware the Oni's smile. And his voice sounds very loud and close to the left side of your head, Rogar. Punch. Can I swing in there? Yeah, so do you carry a shield in your left hand? Yeah. I mean, you'd be kind of like wide bashing, like brawling, trying to strike left with your shield. You can roll me a d20. It will be at disadvantage as you cannot see your target. Oh, that's a nat 20, damn it. <laughs> uh, so, 17. You swipe, narrowly missing your target. You can almost feel the tip of the shield hit something. Maybe it was the clasp of a cloak, but 
quickly discover that your your hit misses, swinging a little bit further than you, you anticipated, right? Following through on that strike. You hear the voice say, Tisk, tisk, a lovely song. What's a psalm? A verse, my song, the song of the Oni. Do you want us you to sing, sing it? <laughs> Oni. <laughs> Rogar, you don't uh, actually know what he's saying here. I feel the need to remind you, you know. So you, all you're hearing is the gnarling and gnashing, the sounds of a, a language which you don't comprehend, right? Mm-hmm. But he continues to speak. He says, I said you were just in time, and I spoke the truth. You are just in time to witness what you cannot hope to cease. While he's doing this, I'm going to cast Shield of Faith. Fantastic, good stuff. So you cast Shield of Faith on yourself, gaining some armor class? Yeah, plus two to everyone uh, within 60 feet of me. Oh, fantastic. damn. So, uh, Thanks, so Tyson McKay, you'll get that plus two as well, which is fantastic. As you cast Shield of Faith, the voice continues to speak. Should I tell you, you would be the first to know what the Oni are truly capable of. Our song will be sung by sobbing widows and will be the true warning it was meant to be. Uh, the only widows that are going to be here are those ogres chained to the wall, you little o- ogre fucker. I don't have any. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Good stuff. Tyson McKay, you can understand all languages. Can you speak all languages? Maybe. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely something you should know. Definitely something at this point you should know. What what season is this? <laughs> I'll, gi- I'll give you a moment to, to look to look it up. So I have the ability to understand all spoken languages and to be understood while speaking by anyone who speaks any language. Mm. Wow. Okay. So it's not that you're speaking that language. You are speaking, and because the Oni speaks a language, it can understand you. So it does, it does understand your feeble attempt at, at wordplay there. It continues and says, I will be the first, the first to usher in the Ogrima. Uh-oh. You fear for the ogres chained to the wall, but trust their time is over. As fast and cunning as the oni, as brutal and strong as the ogre, they will bore out of their vessels. Uh Uh-oh. My children will hail to me, my reign spanning leagues, my power with each farm and town and city we crush will grow. No longer will we hide in the natural shadow. I will spawn a shadow over these lands so we may walk the earth as lords, taking what we will. You think you can stop me. Your men will be dead. Your women, slaves. And your children, food. You are cattle. You are nothing. I already killed my child, so... (laughs) Joke's on you. (laughs) With that, swooping in, this time towards uh, Rogar, your right-hand side, you can feel the rush of air moving as you hear a yelp and a strike as the Oni attacks Parker, <gasps> dealing a gash to his right side. Now, Parker is going to take 12, 13, 14, 15 damage. Eeks. Parker, come on, man. And that will open us up into combat. Gentlemen, can you please roll me your initiatives? Parker's got a 5, so good for him. We've got a 17. 19 for your boy. Oh! Okay, so, gentlemen, Parker 
lets out a cry as his right shoulder is slashed and you hear the whooshing sound move past both of your heads. Tyson McKay, in combat, you are up first, my friend. What would you like to do? Currently, I believe, in the fetal position <laughs> in, in amidst the spell darkness. As I am. To, what would you like to I, do? Can I see since I have heat vision? Or does that affect with darkness? So, good question, Tyson McKay. Now, darkness is an evocation spell. That being said, it's technically considered, a, to a certain extent, an illusion. So, it's blocking out light. However, you see in thermal, so infrared, essentially, you will actually be able to see through the magical darkness. However, you won't be able to see Give me those glasses. (laughs) (laughs) You will be able to see things with heat signatures clearly, things Mm. without heat signatures. However, you will not be able to see very clearly. Gotcha. Okay. So can I see Rogar and Parker? You can. You can actually, while you're curled in the fetal position, you kind of stick your head up looking outwards. You see them both. They are Rogar's right arm and Parker's left clasped together. And Yay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> still the experience points. Rogar has his shield in his left hand. Parker has uh, is is gripping his greatsword in his right, but obviously can't wield it with much efficiency with his one hand tied up here. But no, neither of them can see they're about ten feet in front of you and standing. Okay, I'm gonna run towards them to the mm-hmm. entrance of the cavern, I like, guess you'd call like it. To- in further into the cavern. Yeah, and then once I get far enough around the corner, I'm going to see if I can see any other heat signatures deeper in. Okay, so you guys are surrounded in darkness at the mouth of the cave. This is where it opens up. So if you run forward towards Parker and Rogar, you'll be running into the open area in the cave. Yeah, I just want to see something to run towards. Fantastic. So you want to run completely out of the darkness? Yeah, like if there's there's a, a flame or something I can see just to guide me towards... Or another human being or a being of some sort. So looking to the right, so if you were to run in between Parker and the wall, a space there exists, which is about eight feet apart. If you run that way, you actually see six independent heat signatures, which are chained to the walls. They're, they're large, they're massive, and you can see based on the heat signatures that their, their bellies are distended. Oh god, Tyson hasn't seen them yet, so he just not <laughs> However, if you were to run straight towards Rogar and Parker, you would see various torches among, along the ground, the, the flickering thermal there, operating in kind of a weird way. There are also two bowls on either side on the ground at the altar. You see both those bowls as well, uh, the, the thermal from the flickering flames there too. However, in the rest of the chamber, you do not see anything else. Okay, I run towards the bowls. Okay, fantastic. With your movement speed of 30, it takes you 10 to get to Rogar and Parker. With 20 more feet, you're almost dead center in the middle of the cavern. Am I out of the darkness now? Oh, correct, yeah. You you left the oh. darkness Fuck about yeah. 10 feet ago. Okay, <laughs> so now, can I see the thing? You scan the room. Now, this will be your action to, like, perception check for it, right? Because along the ground where mm. you actually kind of scanned, you do not see it. Okay, yeah, I guess I'll perception check. Okay, roll me a d20, please. Anything for you, bud. 16? You look around the room, towards the loot pile first, where there's kind of a pit uh, in and around there. You look towards the altar, where you see the bodies, two adults, possibly the parents of the family, which you They're had okay. no hand in. <laughs> <laughs> whose demise you had no hand in. You turn and scan the room, doing a 360. You see, directly above the darkness, a heat signature which is poised 
nearly 15 feet above and five feet behind Rogar and Parker. I yell at them, because uh, this is going to be the last part of my action. I just yell at them, run towards me. Fantastic. Good stuff. Tyson McKay, I really like what you're going for here. Good stuff. Uh, you end your turn in the middle of the cavern, yelling to your companions to run and follow you. However, next up, we have the Oni's action. It is you going fucking to slow piece of shit. <laughs> down from the air and slash at the back of Parker. Leave no. him alone. Leave Parker alone. His first attack is a hit, and his second attack is a hit. Oh my oh, god. Dear god. Almost a critical one on the second one. Parker is going to take this time 14 damage on the first strike and 13 damage on the second strike. So 27 all together. My boy. Correct. Okay, I don't give a shit. What kind of trainer would I be if I brought him back dead? <laughs> uh, you just say, I need a new one. <laughs> yeah, I need a new initiate. <laughs> you give them the receipt and then they just turn. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you should have picked that archer that uh, had the super sexy voice. That <laughs> archer sounded stupid. Alright. <laughs> so, uh, Tyson McKay, you're able to see the movement of the Oni from here. However, it disappears again, becoming out of reach from Rogar and from Parker. Rogar, it's now your turn. You just heard the sound of blades slicing into the back of Parker as he stumbled forward from the, the, the blow. You felt him obviously, you know, kind of pull your, your hand forward. And it's now your turn. And you heard Tyson scream, come here, whatever I said. Okay. Correct, you did hear Just that. Just rewind, rewind the tape. Uh, <laughs> can I bring Parker with me? In this case, because it's your turn and then Parker's turn, and because you guys are holding hands, I think I, I will allow this. You know, it's not like you're dragging him forward using strength, but rather, I mean, he's already stumbling forward. You guys both heard Tyson yell out, follow me come to me in the middle, the middle of the chamber. So yeah, I'll allow you both to run forward. However, where you choose to stop is where Parker will stop, and that's where, you know, your turn will now be independent, right? Yeah. Okay, we'll, okay. we'll move towards Tyson's voice. After about 15 feet of movement, you are completely out of the darkness. It's still obviously dark inside the cave, but there are two bowls of uh, fire <clears throat> beside the altar, and you are five feet from Tyson McKay. Okay. Hi. And then can I do cure wounds on Parker? You may. So you turn to Parker, and putting your hand over his back, you cast cure wounds, trying to seal over those deep gashes. Roll me 1d8. Okay. Okay, so he gets back 10 health. Fantastic. So you hear him almost sigh, a gasp of relief as some of the pain is numbed from cure wounds, trying to, to help his uh, his wounds. Rogar, is there anything else you'd like to do? Get ready for the next fight. Okay, fantastic. Preparing for your next turn. Parker spins around, knowing that the attack came from behind. Uh, he obviously doesn't want his back exposed to the Oni either. He turns, his greatsword now in both hands, uh, and Tyson McKay, your heat vision, can see blood dripping down the open wounds from Parker's back. You're dripping, bud. <laughs> he is going to prepare an action that if the Oni comes within range of him, he will strike at it with his great sword. Hmm. Okay. We are now back to the top with Tyson McKay. Tyson, what would you like to do? You're currently five feet behind Parker, who is on your left, and Rogar, who's on your right. Can I see the thingamajigger? Correct. Directly 
behind, or directly in front, I should say, but rather in, in between the space of Rogar and Parker. Up above, nearly 15 feet in the air, hovering still above the darkness, you see the outline of the thermal of the Oni. It looks as though, and you can kind of see, obviously it's a it's a different shade of thermal, in his one hand, a very long pole arm almost, with a long, thin blade at the end of it. What would you like to do, my friend? I'm going to cast third level Scorching Ray at it. Fantastic. You will need to roll me a d20, please. And Scorching Ray has three different rays, correct? Sure does. Okay. Uh, a nine. That is a miss. Uh, a 19. That is a hit. Uh, oh, that's 24. That is, that is a hit. Nice. Gary eats an ass. <laughs> uh, oh, so when I cast a third level, it's another attack. That's all it is. I thought it was more d6s, but it's actually another ray. Yeah, roll me another d20 if you'd like. That's another 24. Fuck yeah. Fantastic. Three hits. Sure. Very well done. Takes 29 damage. Tyson McKay, out of four scorching rays, these hurling balls of light, which you see as, of course, thermal, so very very dynamic for you. Out of four, you strike the Oni three times, twice in the chest and once at the lower hip. You hear a snarl from it. And is there anything else that you'd like to do on your turn? Say, Rogar, protect me. And then I move slightly further back. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> on More onto the altar, I guess. Onto the altar? You said that, like, menacingly. Uh, yeah, onto the altar, no. No, I just wanted to clarify oh. <laughs> and make sure. You, want, you, you do want to stand on the altar. <laughs> yes, as long as he's not sacrificing me. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, the altar's only almost four and a half, almost five feet tall, right? The Oni's mm. quite large. He's a large creature. So you will need to uh, to climb up onto it. I would typically, for any kind of climbing, ask you to roll, and it would you know be part of your movement. I th- I think with such a, a limited ledge, it's not very tall. So I will allow you to uh, to use your movement to clamber up onto it. Yes, I am taller. Fantastic. As you find your footing, you'll obviously have to step between legs and between the bodies, which are both lying on the altar. Oh shit! I forgot about them. Okay, I do that. Okay, sounds good. I'll check on them later. Moving right along, the magical darkness disappears beneath the Oni. I can see again. (laughs) You could see before. (laughs) As it then disappears completely from vision. Rogar and Parker, you cannot see it at all. However, Tyson McKay, you can see the faint outline of its thermal signature still. He's there. (laughs) Where? (laughs) Fantastic. The Oni is going to move to a location that only Tyson McKay will know. He can't know now, because in, in that situation, you know, Rogar and Parker could say, where is it? But it's not Tyson McKay's turn to, to call out where the, the Oni is. So Tyson, on your turn, you'll learn its location, but it has moved, disappeared. You don't know where it's gone. It could have moved to a different location. It might not have. Okay. We are now moving right along to Rogar. It is your turn. The Oni was nearly 15 feet from you, and almost 20 feet in the air. It then turned invisible, and you no longer see it. What would you like to do? Proceed. <laughs> you can use don't, your word, your, your, your speech to say that. <laughs> don't talk to Parker that way. <laughs> no, I'll pull out my spear, and then I'll use Radiant Strike on it, so it's good for the next fight. Wow. Fantastic. Good stuff. So you cast Radiant Strike on your spear, your Centurion Spear. Is that an action 
Because here's the thing, I don't want to be a stickler, but you technically didn't have your spear out. So it would be an action to pull it out. <laughs> and if this spell is an action, like, I want to let you do it, right? But, I, you know, we do need to follow the rules. Yeah. Okay. I'll just pull my spear out. I guess that's all I can do. So you pull your spear out and prepare yourself for your next turn. Is there anything else you'd, you'd like to do, bonus action-wise, movement-wise? Maybe move a bit closer to Tyson. No, okay, get so away from back me. Up, back up towards the altar. Yeah. How many feet would you like to be in front of the altar? Maybe like 10. Currently speaking, you're almost seven feet from the altar. <laughs> so if you want to if you want to be super close, you can be. If you want to move forward, you can. It's up to you. I'll be close to it then. Okay. So you want you want to be five feet from it? Sure. So from the corner of the altar, you know, you are on its y-axis, you're five feet from it. You know, so you and Parker are five feet off of the corner. Okay. You know, you you in one direction, him in the other, right? Okay. Roger, I'm taller than you. You wish. Okay. <laughs> we are now moving right along to Parker. Parker is going to scan the room and use a perception check to try and see anything. However, he, he finds nothing. He cannot see the Oni as it is invisible, though he is trying to discern where it is through other senses, right? Sight, but also sound and the feeling of the, the air within the, the cave system that you find yourselves in. Parker kind of readies his stance again and prepares to strike if the Oni comes at him. Good we are job, now Parker. back to the top with Tyson McKay. Tyson, what would you like to do? Well, can I see it now? So, Tyson McKay, you look, and it's still in your field of vision. It is crouched immediately in front of Rogar. <gasps> crouched down, you you see its heat signature kind of, in, you know, it's, it's obviously large as a creature. It has crouched down to the ground, like claws almost on the ground, so that it is not towering over him, but rather so that you can only see bits of its sides on either side of Rogar's defensive stance. Blast him! Uh, Maximilian's Earth and Grasp. Okay, so you're going to use Maximilian's Earth and Grasp. Is this a strength check that will have to be made by the Oni, or is this a dex check? It's a strength check. Also, can the Earth and Grasp work on completely rock surfaces, or can it only be Earth? Because this is an important point. This is compact soil, so I guess not. No, so this is shale and solid rock here. Son of a bitch, that was my plan. (laughs) As was stated at the beginning of the combat. And we said fireball is a bad idea when friendly people are in the way, right? We talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you want to blast me with a fireball? Kind of. (laughs) 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 Nah, I'll just witch bolt him. I will feel the need to tell you. That the Oni is behind, if I'm being very, very kind, at least half cover, if not three quarters cover. What's it hiding okay, behind? Can I... Behind you, Rogar. Oh. Can I move in a, in an angle I could shoot it? Uh, correct, yeah. You could you could jump off of the altar, and then that from sure. there... 360. You would have to... <laughs> 360 <laughs> <per> scope. <laughs> no, you could jump off of the altar. You could run either towards the southern wall or towards the northern wall, in a diagonal almost, you could get a line of sight on it if you moved to your right, not to your left. You would hit the cave wall. Okay, I'll do that and then cast Witch Bolt at a level 2 spell. Okay, so Tyson McKay, you leap down from the... or or hop, you know, jump down. Not going to require any kind of rolls from you on that. It's only about 5 feet tall, this altar. And then you move in a diagonal direction to try and get a lock on the Oni. You can roll me for your Witch Bolt if you'd like, please. Get ready, Oni. That's 16. 
Your witch bolt careens off just to the right. You, you know, maybe you were being careful because you didn't want to hit Rogar, but no, instead of hitting dead it. center, you your shot just careens a little bit to the right. The bolt of electricity slamming against the wall, kind of splashing with magic. Okay, well, I miss, so I go, Rogar, he's right in front of you. So, Rogar, it's at that moment that the, a backhanded strike from below catches you partially on your hip and partially on your shield, like flinging you back. You're obviously a, a heavy set dragonborn, you're 300 pounds, but the Oni, you know, is, is larger in terms of size and weight as he tries to knock he's you off boy. your feet. So it's <laughs> going to be a strength check because he's trying to knock you to the ground. He's got a 16 Holy plus his strength of 2, so... 17. I've got a uh, 18. I've got a 19. Okay. So Eight. he strikes against your shield, your heavy metal boots scraping against the shale rock ground of the cave, but you hold your ground strong. The Oni is then going to move and because he has attacked, he becomes visible. Yes. He's visible as he strikes you. You you obviously slide a few feet back. He then leaps into the air and is now directly above you, Rogar, nearly 25 feet in the air. Okay. Now it is Rogar's turn. Rogar, what would you like to do? Okay. Like, is, he's leaping at me right now? Or he's, like, on no, the ceiling? He he leapt into the air and is now hovering 25 feet above you. Okay. Directly above you. I'm going to throw my spear at him because okay. my spear reappears in my hand when thrown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm just- so I will need to tell you, just from a physics standpoint... He's direct, like directly above you, so you would have to, you know, take a couple steps to either side to get an angle, right? Because if you're, if you just look straight up, bro, <laughs> that's not how any, any humanoid body would work, right? Got him. Okay, well, can I like move back five or ten feet and then whip it? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'll, for sure. Which which direction would you like to move? Uh, I'll move to the right. Okay, fantastic. So you're five feet closer to Tyson McKay. Okay. Uh, and you launch your Centurion Spear at the Oni. Okay, that's a 17. Your spear hits true. It strikes through the shin of the Oni, hey. blood spattering and dripping down the Centurion Spear's shaft. So that's six damage on one. And then I'm going to whip it again because it comes back to me. All right, so the Centurion Spear returns to your hand. You're going to throw it again. Roll me another d20. Okay. Oh, uh, forgot to add the Radiant Strike damage, so it actually takes 7 damage. Wow, so uh, much. That's a 19. So the 19 is a strike this time in the actual hip, so, you know, lower lower stomach, upper hip. Okay. So Kroger, he's going to be a dad. So he takes 14 damage altogether. Fantastic. You like that? So, Rogar Ragnak, your Centurion Spear, bloody but victorious, returns back to your hand the second time. What would you like to do? You're currently five feet from Tyson McKay. You moved back five feet. Is there anything else that you'd like to do? Lick the spear. Lick it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just uh, get in, like, a defensive stance. Love it. We're now on to Parker. Parker is unable to do anything against the Oni in its current position. He has no thrown weapons. He has his great sword. Throw he it. <laughs> moves five feet towards Rogar, so you know, trying to obviously circle the Oni and kind of close the net, as it were. You guys are uh, making it difficult to cast. <laughs> <laughs> he then prepares to strike the Oni should it come close to him. We are now back to the top with Tyson McKay. Tyson, what would you like to do? Uh, Blast it! <laughs> with what? <laughs> Use your wand, Harry. I don't have it out. Oh. I'll use Scorching Ray again. Fantastic. Can you roll me for... You're using it at the third level or are you using it at the second level? You know what? Fuck it. I'll use it at the third level. 
Okay, uh, roll me four d20s, please. Oh. Twelve. <laughs> Miss. Uh, Seventeen. Barely a hit, a strike. Eight. Oh, fuck yeah, that's like twenty-five. Holy shit. <laughs> and then another uh, seventeen. Okay, so two barely strikes, one very good hit. Roll me your damage and then just add it all up together. 34. Holy shit. Fantastic. So very good job, Tyson McKay. So 34 damage is dealt to the Oni. Eat it. (laughs) Uh, It does understand Uh, what you say, so you say eat it, and it snarls in return. Tyson, anything else that you... Eat him, and I point at Parker. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> no. Sounds good. We are now on to the Oni's turn. The Oni is going to fly in a diagonal line down to the ground. He lands 10 feet from Parker, dropping slightly as he does so, so, you know, landing a little bit rougher on the ground. He then begins to take a few steps forward, not quite reaching the five-foot mark, extends a hand, and blasts Cone of Cold. Oh, shit. Towards all three of you. Shit. <laughs> okay. So, Cone of Cold, gentlemen, is a 60-foot cone, so he's blasting Parker right in the chest, (laughs) but the Cone of Cold is also catching Rogar and Tyson, based on the the map here. So, I'm going to need you to roll constitution saving throws, please. We'll start with Parker, whose constitution is pretty good. However, Parker fails with an 11 total. Holy shit. Did you get sub? 15... That's with my plus two. Uh, yeah, I'm also 15. Gentlemen, both of you fail the Cone of Cold Constitution check. Shit. Oh, God. Therefore, 8d8 damage 8 will be rolled out. Correct. Oh, my God. Everybody oh, run! <laughs> so, Parker, Parker takes 36 cold damage to the chest. His arms and chest freezing in place. His feet not freezing, however, as he falls to the ground, almost, uh, you know, shivering uncontrollably as he does so, he is downed. My baby! Oh, God. Rogar Ragnak, you are next with 41 damage, 88 being doled out. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyson McKay, you have 37 damage oh, coming shit. your way. Oh, my goodness. It's so cold. Okay. Rogar, so, warm me. The Oni stands... Over Parker, who is downed, frost covering his cheeks and eyelids, he stares up at the Oni as the Oni ends its turn on the ground. An odd move for the monster for sure. He's just laying on the ground? No, he's standing in front of Parker, who is lying on the ground. Oh, okay. All right, prayer of healing. So, 2d8 for everyone. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. You want me to roll myself, or you just want to roll one for everyone? You can roll yourself. So, I get 17 health back. 10. So, Parker gets 13 health back. So, Parker was downed at zero. He is now back at 13 health. So, moving right along, Rogar Ragnak, what would you like to do next on your turn? Can I move closer to Parker? You can. So, you can move closer to Parker. If you want, you can move right alongside him. However, you will have engaged him at that point. He's going to have an opportunity attack on me? You won't have an opportunity attack this turn because you're engaging, so you're moving in into his area. Okay. However, uh, if you were to move in, then move out, yes, you would. there would be an opportunity attack. You can move right behind Parker, like trying to, to cover as much of his body as you can with your shield, or, you know, it depends on what you want to do. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, so you'll move right behind Parker, and then obviously be ready to try and fend off any attacks from the Oni. 
Parker is at 13 health points. He was knocked to the ground, his sword clattering to the ground. He is going to stand using half of his movement speed, and he is going to pick up his great sword from the ground, which was at the Oni's feet. He raises it and prepares to attack, but he, that's his action, picking up his great sword, so that will be all he can do. Okay. We are back to the top of Tyson McKay. <clears throat> Tyson, you now have Parker and Rogar directly in front of the Oni and blocking your line of sight on it. What would you like to do? To be honest, I don't think I can cast anything. I'm running out of mana slot. Okay, I'll pull out Hellfire and then I'll move more towards where we started the fight. So if you do that, you'll be running directly towards the Oni. Parker, not directly towards, but you'll be running, like if, if they're a straight line, you'd be running like five or eight degrees off off course of them. So very, very, you'd end up very close to the Oni and Parker and Rogar as well. Fine. I'll sit tight. Okay, sounds good. We are moving right along to the Oni. Parker's hands are above his head. He's got his great sword ready to draw it down the Oni, but the Oni is fast and strikes first. It takes a step back with its long glaive, which is a 10-foot reach. It wants to get as much distance as possible. It will take an opportunity attack from Parker. Parker's got a four pluses to hit, Parker. which is unsuccessful. Parker, as it takes a step back, backhand slashes towards Parker's stomach. Its first attack, a miss. Its second attack, lunging forward, is a 19 Damn it. plus oh, it's to hit. As it slashes Parker across the stomach, this time cutting deep, dealing 20 damage, 60. and Parker is downed as he falls forward again. Son the Oni then leaps into the air and is poised 25 feet up, Rogar, directly above his body. Get away from him. <laughs> yep, he already did that. <laughs> Rogar, it is now your turn. You are 5 feet in front of and 25 feet below the Oni. What would you like to do? I don't really want to be doing some blink explosions in here, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man you still have your spear right yeah yeah do that i mean parker is going to be fine for another turn or two okay yeah i'll throw my spear but i'm gonna go for its arm sure thing roll me a d20 to hit the arm i'm going to need at least a 19 or a yeah, natural 20 21 uh natural oh. 20 oh, or it's... natural 19 okay but it's uh 16 plus 5 so 21 so you do strike, uh, you know, upper shoulder, chest area. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a true hit. It's a very good hit. So he takes eight damage on that one. And then I'll mm-hmm. keep aiming for his arm again. So that's okay. a 19 as well. So he takes 14 damage again. Damn. Okay. Good stuff. Now, Rogar, your, your spear returns to your hand. And you can almost see in the dim lighting of the cave, these gaping holes from Centurion closing over, over the Oni's skin. Oh, no. Is he healing? <laughs> so, Oni... I think so. I mean, you can think about the genealogy, the history, the origin of Onis, uh, but it is up to you. So, Rogar, you're going to end your turn five feet away, 25 feet below the Oni? Yeah. We are now on to Parker, who is going to be rolling his first death-saving throw. Uh, it is a failure. So it is a seven. Parker, you're Stop rolling bitch. like a piece of shit. <laughs> My, well, so Parker's also an initiate, right? Like he's not the same caliber as perhaps Tyson McKay and Rogar Ragnak are. Um, right. So he is one step closer to death. Tyson McKay, what would you like to do? The Oni's up in the air. I mean, you've got Hellfire. Scorching Ray, I think, does more damage. So I'll do Scorching Ray again. Uh, I'll just do it at 
second level since I don't have enough mana to do it. Sounds good. Uh, so three bolts. Yeah. Go ahead and roll me your attack rolls, please. Uh, not a nat twenty. <laughs> uh, so 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 what was that one? Not a nat twenty as well. <laughs> uh oh. Didn't this happen last time? I rolled that one again. <laughs> okay, so what, when you said not nat 20s, were those ones or were those just low rolls? Oh, not nat 20s were like, they were 20s but not nat. Oh, okay, so two hits. Yeah, two hits and then a nat one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were saying like, that wasn't a nat 20, like it was like it, wasn't, like it was a bad roll. Oh, okay, yeah, no. All right, well, your first two strikes are gold and Tyson McKay, two absolute hits dead center with Scorching Ray. So he takes 20 damage. What happens this time, Noah? Okay, Tyson McKay, on your natural one, using your magic to cast Scorching Ray, I am going to need you to roll me this time two d10s, please. Oh, boy. Oh, no. You're in another world again. Uh, 76. All right, Tyson McKay, you find yourself immediately blinking out of existence, traveling <laughs> across both time and and space. Um, Moments no. pass. The colors you see before you are rich ochres, reds, and maroons, as well as grays and greens as you hurtle through time and space for what seems like minutes, perhaps longer, maybe less. You're not sure time operates differently here. You feel yourself suddenly reappear into existence. Oh, God. Tyson McKay, the area you find yourself in is mountainous. There are trees surrounding you, but the main feature which you find yourself in front of is a tall waterfall. It is hundreds of feet in height. This waterfall, like a jet, rushes towards the ground and seems to arrive, naturally so, into a pond, a pool, if you will, in this oasis. These massive mountains on either side of you, in this seemingly out-of-place Garden of Eden, as it were. Okay? Oh. The water is still and calm in spite of the loud crashing waterfall, which is at this point about 200 feet from you. You're, you're on the, the opposite side in the greens near the edge of the, of the pond itself. Okay, well, I mean, this is probably the most peaceful plane I've been to. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Although the, the astral plane was pretty nice too. So Tyson McKay, without even rolling a perception check, we're going we're gonna to stick with you for a second here, okay. because it's very hard to miss. Not but two meters, three meters from you, standing in the reeds near the edge of the shallow pool, is a translucent heron, its beak pointed towards the water, but as you arrive, its head arches up in that quick and vertical fashion, and it turns to look towards you with blue, piercing eyes. Tyson, it looks at you almost quizzically. God. Demon bird. <laughs> I should probably rush back, but... As you deliberate, at that moment, a voice rings clear in your head almost like a bell. You look like him. Jesus. Like who? <laughs> so after its first words are uttered to you, Tyson McKay, we are going to switch back over to Rogar oh Ragnar. Oh, God. You tease. You fucking tease. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tyson McKay, because, I mean, it takes you time to planeswalk uh, to the other plane... Although inadvertently, right, it does take you time to travel to these other planes. It's not instantaneous. There are going to be, because of the combat, a few rounds here which occur before we're able to get you to planeswalk immediately back, right? 
Yeah, I get it. You get my dick hard, and then you just <laughs> yank it away. Okay, Tyson McKay now being out of combat, it falls to the Oni. Oh, God. Sorry, Sab. You left me alone with it. <laughs> so, the Oni drops to hovering nearly 15 feet from the ground, then drops lower, slowly descending to the other side of Parker's body, who is currently dying. The Oni then speaks in the common tongue. There is a quiet amongst the cave as his words whisper almost to you, Rogar. Listen carefully. And his smile seems treacherous and almost maniacal as he stares at you. His eyes glowing and as they burn looking at you. It burns my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) So, Rogar, you hear in the distance, deeper from the cavern, the cries of small children Mm. calling for help as they must have heard the sounds of combat. Okay. The kids, Rogar. Where are they? Where are the kids? Hear their cries. Hear them. Right, right. Blood is dripping from his mouth, and you see his wounds slowly closing over, but it looks like he's taken a good amount of damage. You can see blood dripping off of his cloak as well. He says, Kill me, and they die. Their cage is shrouded in magic. Magic that makes the metal strong. Magic that makes the metal unbreakable. Magic that makes the space between the bars impassable. Can I see if he's lying? Yeah, absolutely. You can roll an insight check to see... So 17? Though the smile of someone who seems possibly insane or mad, he does not appear to be lying in any way. In fact, he seems to almost relish these words. Enjoy them, truly. Okay. He then looks to you and kind of smiles... Uh, at this point, Parker's going to roll, as it's been nearly 12 seconds that's gone by and what he said, Parker's going to roll another death saving throw, this time once towards life. Woo! That's my boy! <laughs> yeah, that's- yeah, that's the thing to celebrate right now. <laughs> so, almost hunching over and circling you, Rogar, and you can by all means follow him at this point because you guys have taken a little break from combat at this point. He says, Drop your weapon off your chest plate kneel down and I will set them free strike me down and they will wither away oh so he's low HP okay but the kids I don't want to surrender he could be lying he could be Uh, the longer he talks the, the more you see obviously wounds sealing over but in your insight check he he does not lie the pleas of the children almost become louder as they cry out in the darkness, calling for help. It seems more than one child is calling out for help, definitely more than a few. Ask if you can, like, see them for proof before you give up. Yeah, I'll ask him if I can see the kid, so I know he's not lying. He points one crooked and long finger with a long black nail towards what you now see at the far end of the cavern, to be a sort of ramp, but one of natural stone, and he points up into that corner where you see the flickering of just a very small amount of firelight, possibly candles, you're not sure. He says, walk and see for yourself. 
And I do spare the dying on Parker before I <laughs> He will know that you've done spare the dying? And he, I mean, you, you can, but he will know it, right? He, he's obviously proficient with magic in his own way, so <clears throat> what his reaction will be, you don't know. But you're more than welcome to. I mean, you can. I'll come back to save Parker, so I'll try. Can I ask him if I could help my friend out? See them first, and then decide. Fuck. <laughs> oh, God. All right, I guess I'll, I'll tell him to lead the way, and I'll follow behind him. So he shakes his head, smiling even wider, and he says, It's a simple way to walk up the ramp. You don't need me. And how do I know this isn't a trap? He looks almost appalled at the thought, and he says, Then we can walk side by side, bright lord against one of the dark. Okay. So, Rogar, he begins to walk beside you, and if you wish to kind of keep his pace, you, you may walk alongside him as well. Yeah, I'll walk a lot alongside with him. It's an odd moment, right? I mean, he's he's leading you, but you guys are walking side by side, a bright lord beside an oni, and Parker lying on the ground. It takes you no more than 10, 15 seconds to walk to the top of the ramp. It's truly not tall. And as you stand at the top of the ramp, and you see the oni's crooked finger extend one more time, you see what looks to be a prison or a cage that is spherical and banded, the metal of which is jagged and sharp, and there appears to be no door on it. Inside this sphere, which by the way is nearly 15 feet in its diameter completely, you see more than a dozen children. That's it? God. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the kids, I think, right? Trying to do the math. I think it's most of them, yeah. He says, The bones in the totem were a nice touch, don't you think? Gave everyone hmm. a sense of closure. Well, you decide. Lay your arms down in front of me, and I will let your friend take them to safety. If not, not only will they never survive, but my grim will ensure that if anyone breaks my wards, so, bright lord, what will it be? <laughs> it's at this point that we are going to transition over to Tyson McKay. Oh, thank Fuck, thank God. I gotta get there. Tyson McKay. The last things that the blue heron, in its deep but, effem- but feminine voice, said to you, you know, ringing in your mind, was, You look like him. What, the Oni? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Who do I look like? So there is a pause. The sounds of the water almost seem quieter when the heron speaks. It says, Your father. <gasps> He's dad. Dad? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know my father? There is a pause again. A few seconds go by as the heron looks to the sky and the waterfall, and then it looks back to you, and it says, He sought me. In the beginning. Beginning? But my... How did my dad do that? He was just a farmer. If you think your father was a farmer, I have news. What is it? <laughs> Bell! <laughs> so, it pauses again, and this time looking at you, the heron cocks its head to the side, almost looking quizzically at you. Is that uh, a stripper? Uh... <laughs> 
I fucked your father. <laughs> <laughs> I asked the crane what the news is. I, I, I want to know about my father. Okay, so it remains silent and continues to look at you, Tyson. I produce flame in my hand. I say, tell me, bird. So it looks to you again, looking at the flame in your hand, the, the, the actual flickering of the flames reflecting in its translucent but bright blue eyes. And it says, you fear you need to return. All right, bird. I got to go save my friends, but I'll be back. And then I turn away and start concentrating. The bird appears before you, in front of you, operating out of nothing, and you feel a hold on your magic. It says, it matters not. You cannot save him. Let me go, bird. A time, Tyson, when you are in need, as he was, I will be there. Let me be there for him. There is a pause as the heron looks to you, and you see a brightest and shining tear fall from its eye. It looks to you and it says, Your father was a great man. Perhaps with time, you could be a good one. Lowballing. And at that moment, <laughs> you are sent hurtling back. Okay. You're a wizard and a Tyson and a bloody good one. So. <laughs> Not a great one. Rogar, we are back to you. The Oni is looking at you, having just poised the question, What is your decision? If I lay down my arms, what happens to me? That is not part of the game that we're playing. You will be saving 16 lives. Is that not what a bright lord does? Say yes, but... So he holds his hand out towards the cage, and it radically decreases in size, its diameter dropping by nearly three feet, children screaming inside. Oh, God. Decide. Okay. He crushes his hand together one more time, and it decreases by another two feet. At this point, you see the children are becoming closer and closer together, suffocating for space. I say stop. So he looks, his eyes flicking towards the weapon still in your hand. I'll, I'll drop it. Your chest plate. Doff. You want to see my tits? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you have a sense of humor right Radically now. <laughs> again by another foot. <laughs> oh, okay, I take it off. <laughs> okay, so unbuckling your chest plate clatters to the ground, revealing the scales beneath and the, the, you know, the cloth shirt that you would wear underneath your armor. And he says, on your knees. Okay, get down on my knees. Okay. Second. <laughs> the cage opens... Swinging open, a door appears as children tumble out and they begin to run hurriedly towards the exit. The larger children, those who are 9, 10, even 12, carrying and sometimes pulling behind them those who are 5 or 6 or even younger. They all run quickly, the older ones taking care of the younger ones. As they run past, their eyes looking at you, Rogar, there was tears of fear but they look at you like a hero. You're goddamn right. Over in the <laughs> over in the corner, your initiate Parker pushes his hand down against the stone and pushes himself up. The children all run to him and then they cower behind him. He looks to you as he can see you up on the ledge, kneeling, and if you wish you can turn your face towards him. Okay, I will. He looks to you and he says, 
You are the best of us. I will let them know. Remember me. Oh, God. So Parker looks to you. He turns, and he is limping pretty drastically, holding his hand across his stomach, but he says, Come, children, go, go. And they run from the cave. As you see them running from the cave, Rogar, with advantage... Oh, God. You can't even write this stuff. (laughs) A natural 20. The glaive pierces your chest directly in between your spine and your heart. We dead. Your face turns back towards the Oni, and the last thing you see is the glowing eyes. He rips the glaive from your chest, and blood drips towards the ground, and you can hear it echoing through the cave. Oh my god. Rogar, you lose control of your body as you heal over to the side, but the Oni's eyes weren't the last thing you saw. The children. The last thing you saw were the last of the children running from the cave. I thought you kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then a whisper in your ear. I knew. I knew. By playing trick. And the thick claw, sharp of the Oni, slides across the dragonborn scaled throat. Your no. vision fades to black. And that is where we end things oh my for today. God. Oh no. Why could I save him? Stupid crane. Fuck. I had to do it for the greater good, yo. God damn it. Noah. Ladies and gentlemen, where we leave things off is Tyson McKay hurtling through time and space back to the cave of the Oni. And we leave Rogar Ragnak on the ground of the cave having saved 16 lives. Is there anything that you guys would like to say before we end things off for today? Yeah, I'm kind of pissed, Noah. You give Dabbledob and Gregor Cock the easiest fucking side campaign <laughs> ever. Oh my god. Pussies. The lot of them. Where were they? Where's Fievel, that fucker? Is there anything else that anyone else would like to say? Am I dead, or is it just a mystery? <laughs> that will be answered next, next episode on the Dead Season 20. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... Fucking it has been a pleasure bringing you guys this latest episode. Thoughts and prayers go out to Rogar, a fantastic player and a, uh, a fantastic character, for sure. So uh, whether it was morning, evening, noon, or night, I want to say thank you very much for listening to the Dicey D20, and this is your DM signing out. Oh, God, I want to start a GoFundMe for for Rogar. I get XP. We can... <laughs> <laughs> that will be answered next time. You know what? A thousand XP. You level up and you're... Oh, <laughs> <like, "Wah!" laughs>